started two weeks ago. Wealth in the covenant. Wealth in the covenant. And we're talking about the covenant that God made with Abraham that is ours today. And we have the promise of the covenant that God is giving to us. And God in that covenant in the Old Testament says he is the one that gives us the power to get wealth. God gives the power to get wealth. So wealth is a requirement in God's covenant with you for him to fulfill his covenant in your life. He said, I've given you the power. It is high God who gives you the power to get wealth so that his covenant will be fulfilled in your life. Now what I like people to do is just simple. You need to remind, many times we tend to forget. Dealing with different things in our lives, we tend to forget that there is a God. God is... And whatever you commit into God's hand, if you believe that God is, and God is on your side, and God has given you a promise through his word, the promise of Abraham, no matter how long it takes, if you stay with God's word, God will come through. But when we are confronted with all of these difficulties, the things that we are going through, it's hard to realize and to recall, bring into remembrance that God is. When it doesn't make sense, I remind myself, I know there is a God. I know there is a God. The Bible says, he who is coming to God must first believe that God is. Always remind yourself of that. God is alive. And God cannot lie. If he gives you a promise, he will fulfill his promise. All you need to do is believe. He's not asking you for anything but to believe in his word. Refuse to let go and God will come through in his own time. God has an appointed time. He promised Jesus where thousands of years and then when the appointed time came, Jesus came into the world. He has an appointed time for your life. You just need to believe the word of God and stay with the word and when difficulties come, remind yourself, God is an I'm his. You take care of me. I, God says, I am the one that gives you the power to get wealth. If wealth is an evil thing, why would God give you the power to get something that will destroy you? That he may fulfill his covenant, the covenant that he has with you as it is this day. That's his will. Wealth is not a dirty word. He needs this in our hands. You know, we just sent medicine to Nigeria, $3,800. And we are building a sanctuary there. In Nigeria, that's, it's costing very close to $50,000 now. We haven't taken an offering in this church for it. 
We are trusting God to do it. We are in our sowing season. And I believe after we've sown and the church is functioning and people are getting saved, then we will enter into our reaping season. I'm not going to let go of my harvest. I take it you come. If there is a God, I will get into that harvest. I know that. It's tough when you're sowing. But that's why I'm telling you this morning, always remind yourself, God is. My wife and I, we were talking about certain things this morning, and I told her, you know, we, just, we, do, we do that often, and we remind each other, encouraging one another. And we discuss, and I said, we know. My children are safe. They are safe. I belong to God. <laughs> they are mine. God gave them to me. I've given them back to the Lord. He take care of them. I'm not going to sit back and wondering they are driving and they're going to be in an accident. It won't happen. God is. And God is faithful. I know that. If God doesn't exist, well, that's going to happen. But I know He is. I don't have to worry about that. I don't really worry about uh, uh, some uh, uh, thief, rascal, coming into my home with a gun to come and cause problem. That guy is going to meet with an angel, powerful angel, uh, with, 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 with machine gun in his hand, no sword. And he says, I'm getting out of this street. Did you know... The scripture says God has assigned angels to you. Yes. They have been sent down from God. How many believe God angels will be faithful to the master who sent them? Yes, they are there, sent. He read Hebrews. God has sent them to minister to you, to be there for you. And yet we are worried about this, and we are trying with all our minds to protect ourselves. You can't do it. Just trust him. Just trust him and refuse to be afraid. I told people, I told somebody, fear is Satan's entrance. Once you open, once you fear, you've opened the door for him to come in. And he's going to create circumstances in your life that will cause you to fear. And you can look at them and they're real. I call them facts. You can't deny the facts. But the truth is in this book. I'll stay with the truth. The, tr- the truth of God's word will overcome what you see in the natural. Oh, I tell you what, some of these things we really need to really, you know, pull ourselves again together. And know that God is with us. If you read in the Old Testament and, and read about Pharaoh's magicians turning uh, a stick into a, a serpent... These were not people that followed God. Uh, Magician turning a a rod into a real snake according to the scriptures. And I am a child of God and I'm afraid. It doesn't make sense. We have been lied to. Moses wasn't afraid of their snake. He ate their snakes. And they had to go home without their stick. And God is giving us powerful 
words. He wants us blessed. We must accept it. We don't know how. You know, I was in Sunday school this morning, great class. God promised Abraham a son. Abraham was 75 years old. That says it's never too late. It's not late for you. It's not late for me. It's never too late. I'm not talking about having a son. I mean, I'm talking about... <laughs> I am happy with what I have. I had uh, <laughs> I have a, a, a friend, you know, he had this, a sixth child. He called me from Florida. He says, uh, good luck, I want to bless you. He told me about his new child and he, we rejoiced together on the phone. I said, God bless you. That's really wonderful. And before we parted on the phone, he says, good luck, I, I want to bless you. I said, what kind of bless? I want to bless you so that uh, you can have more kids. I said, look. <laughs> your blessing <laughs> I have enough <laughs> that part of God's promise to me in my home is fulfilled I don't want more <laughs> I don't want more okay. please stay with your blessing don't bless me that way <laughs> amen nothing to glory about it. <laughs> I don't want I have enough after I went through all my grace I didn't hear. No. <laughs> I told myself I had enough. I don't want more. Three is enough. But God wants to bless you. You know, when you read in the scriptures, in Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, where the word of God says, you know the grace of God. How that Jesus, you know, was rich. But for your sakes he became poor, that you might become rich. For Abraham was 75 years old when God gave him a promise. 75. And for 25 years he was waiting for that promise to be fulfilled. His word is, he became poor that you might become rich. It may not be overnight, but that's his promise. That's his will for your life. And we need to believe God's will. How is he going to do it? I don't know. Sometimes you may try to help him and you get in real trouble. But let him direct you where he wants you to go. So what must we do? First thing is you must believe it. Believe that God wants to bless you. Believe that God wants to bless you to be a blessing. We're talking about doing all of this great work. We need you to be blessed. I pray to God, this, even this morning, I was praying to God that God will bless these people, the people of the Ark Fellowship. Pour into their lives. We want them blessed. Believe the gospel so that God can work this thing and bring it into, into your hands. In the kingdom of God, there are priests and there are kings. By the call of God, I happen to be a priest. If you are not called to be on this side, you are a king. Kings are not poor. And when the kings are doing well, the priests are doing well as well. Read the Old Testament. When you got a good king and he's doing well, the priests are doing good. And some people can be priests and kings at the same time. David. Daniel, 
Who are you? The scripture says God has made us kings and priests. Kings don't go hungry and pay their bills. Hey, amen. A king, a king is not going to call his friend and say, look, I can't pay my bills. You're a king, what's the matter? That's what God has made us. And we must believe the gospel. We must think the way God wants us to think. Many times we surrender the poverty is wrong, wrong. Being in our family, everyone that we know around us, poor, and we're in this poor neighborhood, we can never get out of it. No one ever had a college degree, so we just think, well, I go as far, at least I'm at the top of the rest of them. Uh, you're still poor. But God can help somebody to break out of that. And that's what He's calling us to do. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You can do it, but God can, and He knows how to do it. Just let Him do it. Two cannot work together unless they are in agreement. What's happening in the church? Many people are not willing for God to do this for them. They have believed a lie, and some of them think it's humility not to have struggling from month to month. It's not fun. Many of us, we want to give when there is a need. And you know that people are hurting. You really want to, doesn't it hurt your heart when you can do nothing? It's very painful. We wanted to do a lot for God. The other day I said, I believe that God is wanting us to build a church in England. And I told my wife this morning, I don't like uh, England and I don't like to stay in that place. And... Uh, uh, she said, I thought you said we were building a church in England. Who's in there? I said, well, I'll send them to go. They, stay in, they can be stay in the church over there. I'll stay here. We'll send Pastor Wes and Pastor Andy and the rest of them. <laughs> I like America. What's it? Doesn't mean we can't have a church in England. Amen? But it takes money. If we have $3 million today in our, as, a, as a, you know, money for our church, We'll be looking for a place to start the church now, right? Will people be, get, people be saved? Oh, yes. Will they become members of the church? Yes, they will. We need to open up. It's not about you. It's about Him. It's about Him, not you. The kingdom needs to be spread around. When you're thinking about just you and your family, then you keep dealing with the problems and solving the issues and the problems and as they come. But when you look beyond that, God takes care of those things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things that the Gentiles are killing for. God says, I'll add them to you. You don't have to worry about those things. Just face doing the work of God. But let Him put it through you. Amen? So believe that word. Think like the way God wants you to think. And walk that way. Walk that way. Prepare yourself for the future. Change the way you talk. Don't always talk about poverty. You know, we don't have, we don't have, and all of that. How are we going to... Just let those, those thoughts will come to you. They come to me. But I won't talk about those things. Amen? You just let them stay inside there. I won't voice it to anybody. Don't want to say it. And I really don't like it when you have to make me discuss those things. I don't know. But I know I'm trusting God. 
and I carry myself that way. I won't talk that way, and I won't walk that way. You know, you don't have to put your head down walking. You know, you've seen people, believers, walking around with their heads hanging down, and it's right. There are a lot of things, oppression in their life, but as long as they are not fighting and they have their heads hanging down, nothing's going to happen. You have to believe. You have to believe for something bigger than yourself. And stop acting that way. Raise up your heads. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be afraid anymore. I'm gonna believe God. God is gonna change it. And then begin to talk big. And begin to say things that people say, Where are you gonna get the money to do all of this stuff you're talking about? That's a good place to start. When they ask a question like that, you are in the right place. Tell them, just like Abraham said, Jehovah, Jerry, he will provide. You're turning into him. And they're watching. Okay, you're saying it again. You see, you're talking about this stuff again. Where are you going to get the money? He will provide. And guess what? God is watching over his word to perform it. And when you are speaking his word out of faith, guess who is taking note? Him. He won't allow his word to fall to the ground. But when we start talking poverty and wants, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. That's what we got. As a man thinks in his heart. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Some of us have destroyed our own family, destroyed our finances. We don't, we don't, we never know that we're doing anything like that. You need, I can't cancel you. Please read Rome, uh, Proverbs chapter 18. Read through the whole chapter. You'll be amazed what God had to say about the tongue and what to say. God has a lot for us. If you will make God's kingdom number one in your life, just to bless God's kingdom. I tell you what, sometimes, you know, going to Nigeria, somebody called my wife, said, you and your husband, my sister-in-law, she's, she cares a lot. Good lady. And she said, you and your husband, you are going to Nigeria, what about the kids? And my daughter just this morning, she would say, you're going to leave us alone. I said, hey, that's the sacrifice. That's the price we pay. <laughs> It's not fun, but we're doing it for him. Amen? And we only have one life. But he doesn't fail. He said everyone who leaves father, mother, brother, sister, you remember? His own house, he says, they will have them back. I know that. Why don't we believe God? God is. Amen? If I do what he said to do, he always will take a promise with it. If I'm doing it, the promise is coming. Even if I'm hurting today, God is. Remind yourself, God is. And because God is, my needs will be met no matter what. I trust him. I trust this God. I believe what he says. He'll bring it to me. How? I don't know. He knows. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. Only the things that are revealed belong to us. I walk in the things that are revealed. Many times we are afraid of what people will say. Because they will laugh at you, they mock at you. And so for that reason, we cannot really proclaim what we believe. But if you don't proclaim what you believe, you never receive. You never receive. 
life and death are in the power of the tongue. So say what you fully believe in your heart. You think Jesus didn't know what the, belief, the disciples believed? Jesus knew, but he says, what do you say about the Son of Man? He wanted them to confess it, say it. He knew what they believed. But until they said what they believed in their heart, Jesus never gave the pronouncement. But when they said it, he said, my father revealed it. He didn't know that. That was news to him. He already knew. But he doesn't experience it. He just comes out of your mouth. Say it. Say it. Believe it. Believe for something bigger than your fam for your family. Believe for something for this for your whole community. Dream and see what God will do. It's better to have it and trust God for it. Die with that faith than not to have anything. Be like Shidrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, We know our God will protect us. We know God's word is true. And if God doesn't come through, we're ready to die. We will die believing. Why don't you believe God's word? And even if it doesn't work today, you have decided in your heart, I will die believing. But you will never burn in the fire. God will always be there. He will meet you. at the You see, with God, there is always an appointed time. When that appointed time comes and you have been believing, that's why God says, I don't want you to be weary in well-doing. Because in due time you will reap. You know the well-doing is standing when things are really difficult. You're still saying, I trust God. I'm not going to give up on my God. I know He is faithful. I don't understand what's going on, but I know He has given me this promise, and I'm going to stay with this promise. He has promised to give me wealth. I'll stay with it. How He's going to do it, I don't know. Maybe today I'm having a difficulty, a little difficulty, paying my best, but God is with me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? So you stand in that. That's well doing. In the eyes of God, that's well doing. You're doing well. Not just helping people, but when you believe his word, that's even greater. You honor him when you believe his word against your circumstance. Because what you're saying to God, God, you're bigger than my circumstance. I know I'm having a hard time, but I know you. I know you. You're a good God. You take care of me. Forget about this. Let's not worry about that. God, let's just fellowship. Because I know you take care of me. God will be saying, hey, I love this son. Amen? Amen? That's what we need to do with our God. Believe him. Act that way. Make him number one in everything. He won't disappoint you. I heard this story about this pastor. Pastor West talk about giving today. This pastor has always tried to help his uh, congregation to give. They won't listen. So he finally developed a, a strategy. And he said, now, let me tell you this. I want you to pay your tithe, every one of you. He says, we will enter into a covenant. If you pay your tithe, and the next uh, 30 days and more, if God doesn't bless you, come and tell us, and we'll give you your money back. The member said, that's a good deal, we'll do that. <laughs> that's a good deal, we'll get our money back. We'll have the re record of every of your giving. You're tired, and if it doesn't work, pay all of it. And guess what? Not a single soul came back. And they started prospering. They got a new revelation. Many times we hesitate. God is good. Amen? So we must believe. The thing I want to speak on this morning is this. 
Have any of you asked God for your inheritance? Do you even know your inheritance? We're talking about the blessings of Abraham. Hmm? The blessings of Abraham. How many ministers have preached on the prodigal son? We call him prodigal son. It's like a stupid son. <laughs> but that guy has more sense than we give him credit for. He knew what was his. The father in that uh, prodigal son's uh, parable represents God. How many agree? That was God. The sons represent us. Well, the son knew what belonged to him. He went to his father. He says, give me now my inheritance. Did he? How many of you have asked God for your inheritance? Do you even know what God has promised? That's the issue here. Did the father refuse? Absolutely not. He gave him his inheritance. Both of them. He divided everything that he had. That's God the father. According to that parable, he divided everything that he had, all his wealth. He gave to the prodigal son and he gave to the other one. Many of us have not asked God for our inheritance. And that's, what I'm, that's why I'm preaching this. He promised to bless you. He promised to pour upon your life. He said there will not be room. You read that this morning. There will not be room to contain these blessings upon your life. Have you asked for it? He did ask. He said, give me my inheritance. Even though the father didn't like, he knew what was coming for his son, he didn't deny him. He let him have everything. The guy took off. In my mind, the guy that stayed home was more prodigal than the other guy. That's my mind. He had his inheritance, but he wasn't enjoying it. He wasn't enjoying it. He was acting like a slave in the house. He told his father, you know, I've been with you all these years, and you never killed a fatted cow for me. Now, my, this your, your wayward son is back, and then look at you, you are throwing a party. The father said, hey, everything I own is yours. You have only, it's your fault. He didn't enjoy what I had. Take whatever you want and eat. Call your friends. Have your party. He didn't do that. He didn't know what belonged to him. Many of us are like that. You have never asked God for your inheritance. So he can give to you. Jesus said, ask. And it shall be given to you. Knock. The door will be opened. He guarantees it. Seek. And you will find. And then he added, everyone that asks receives. <laughs> that includes me. Amen. He includes me. That's me. I'm everyone. You are everyone. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, the door will be open. Everyone who asks receives. But we are not asking. In John, Jesus said, Up till now, you have not asked anything in my name. He said, Ask that you might receive, that your joy may be full. See, 
when he gives to you the wealth and all of the things, not just, not just spiritual blessings, yes, spiritual blessings included. Because he says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he doesn't add sorrow to it. So he blesses you, your children, everything, everything is just working fine. You have and everything is working. How? You just don't know God who's going to pour it in your life. I believe that. God's going to do it. But you have to ask him. James said you don't have because you don't ask. Have you ever asked God for your portion? Do you even know your portion? Or are you saying that's for them? It's not for us. Everyone is not supposed to be rich. Why are there poor people in the church? And if there are poor people in the church, how can you say everybody is supposed to be rich? Well, if you decide to be poor, well, that's what you believe, then stay that way. We will bless you. Every time you need to pay your rent. Amen. Jesus made it very clear to us. He said, feed the poor. Feed the hungry. If you are the hungry, how are you going to feed the hungry? He didn't make you the hungry. He made you the one to feed the hungry. But we've turned that around and think we're in humility and have rejected God's word and we stay that way and we think we're doing well. I don't think it's right. What I'm trying to do this morning is for you to change your mind. We have a great work to do. Amen? We have a great work and it's never too late. If God will give Abraham a son when he was 100, he could bless me at this age and make me really wealthy so I can reach, I can give to you if you need. (laughs) He can do it. How? I just don't want to care about that. That's his business. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. I'll deal with what I know. Amen? I do my part, what I know to do. But I am sure he is faithful. He'll do his part. When I don't know and I don't care. He has his appointed time. I mean, if you've seen people that they seem not to have anything together one year and then the next year they are way up and you're wondering what happened. You think it was their might? No. It's God's blessing. It's God's blessing. And God wants to bless you. So ask. And let me share with you what, what, what happened in the Old Testament. Now, that's Old Testament, which is a shadow of good things to come. That's where I know. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to you. I'm also preaching to myself as well. I missed it somewhere. And I decided I will recover myself from this stupidity. Let God help me. To put me where I'm supposed to be. You believe a lie, you kill him. Jesus said we should watch out for the last, in the last days. All kinds of things will come. Stay, always stay with the scriptures, what the Bible says. And if you say it in the scripture, stay with what it says. Don't go with your own opinion. Don't lean. And if you don't agree with what I'm saying, why go home? If you are a good believer and you really want to follow God, go and search for yourself. That's what to do. And God will bless you for searching. He will bless you. Whether to, just to find out whether what the preacher was saying is true. God will bless you just for doing that. And he will show you more than anyone can ever show you. His Holy Spirit will be with you. But many times after service we had forgotten. And we are not ready to, to act on what, what God has spoken to us. Now, look at what happened with Jabez. How many of you heard about Jabez? 
There was a book out there, Jabez. We don't ask. We haven't asked God for our inheritance. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10 tells us about Jabez. Jabez was having a lot of trouble. He, he pain. He felt like his life was a pain to everybody. And so he was asking God, please change my situation. I've done all that I know to do. I need you to help me change my situation. God, please help me. The thing is to ask him. Ask God. He says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you will bless me indeed. Mm -hmm. That means he didn't feel like he was blessed. He knew about the blessings of Abraham, but he says, yes, we all have it, but I want mine. I want my portion. Give me my portion. Oh, that you will bless me. Not just bless me. Bless me indeed. I want to feel it. Bless me indeed. And enlarge my territory. In other words, bless me to the point where my influence is increased. I can influence people. Bless me. I need it. He was asking the God of Israel. How many times have we taken time to ask God to bless? It's not the wrong thing to ask God to bless you. It's not the wrong thing to, to ask him to give you your portion of the inheritance that he has for you. But we've never asked. You don't have because you haven't asked. He says, oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, enlarge my influence. Just increase me around. I want to be known. I want to be known doing what is right. That your hand will be with me and that you will keep me from evil. You also wanted to live a, a right, the right life. That I may not cause pain. I don't want to cause pain. I just want to ease your pain. That's, I want that to be my ministry. Give, bless me to the point where I'm no longer pain to anyone. All I am is a blessing to them. When I come around, their pain is ease. I don't want to be pain to anyone. And the word of God says, So God granted him what he requested. And the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God wants to do the same thing. If God is doing it for one person, if you meet that condition, guess what? If you meet the same condition, he does it for you. Jesus himself said, up till now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask. That you may receive. Because you can only receive when you ask. So ask God for your portion. Amen? Amen. Ask God for your portion. Seventh thing, we shall close on. Sow seeds. And if what you need is what you want to sow, there's a principle that is governing this earth that we live in. A law, just like the law of gravity, that is governing the earth today. And it flows with everything. 
when you sow, you will reap. If you don't sow, you will not reap. So we must reap. The blessing of Abraham is only available when faith is mixed with sowing. You can believe all you want to believe about the blessings of Abraham. You can speak it, you can act it, but if you don't sow, it's not going to be yours. There's a law. God is not going to violate his laws, especially a spiritual law. You have to sow. Many Christians don't want to give. They don't want to give to anything. They hold their money to themselves. You know what's going on in their heart? Fear. Fear of the future. If I let this go, it's not going to come back to me. And if I let this go, how am I going to take care of this? Well, you haven't been able to take care of it all along. What makes you think things are going to change now when you're holding on to this $10 instead of sewing it? You think $10 will feed you for the whole year? You have your faith in something different. You got to sew. You have to sew. Until you mix, mix sowing with your faith, the blessing of Abraham is not coming your way. And if it comes, if, if it appears like you are being blessed, watch out for what's going to happen. Your life will always, if God has slated you for a blessing, and you are not paying your tithe, that's the first place to start. And that, I'm going to come to that later, not today, but that's the first place to start. What's going to happen if God has slated you for a blessing in life, what's going to happen is you'll go way up and you'll be enjoying the high life for a while. And guess what's going to happen? you come down again. And you won't have anything. And you suffer for a while. And God is trying to say, maybe he'll learn his lesson and come back. And then he'll bless you again. Usually, people like that, they go, they pay when they are hurting. Because they know. And then as soon as things get better, guess what? They go back again to the same place. Now, my wife and I, will talk about this, you know. I used to wonder, man, I got just 1,000. And I'm going to give a, a, a 100 to that preacher. Excuse me. And I only have 900. For some reason, Satan makes you think that this remaining, that 100 is bigger than the rest of it. That if you let go of this 100, it's going to be a real problem. See, and you keep thinking, man, that's a hundred dollars. You forget about the remaining 900, and you focus on that. That's the enemy. And if you think it's hard. Think about a man who has a million dollars. That's why my wife and I would tell you, I have a million dollars. He has to give to that preacher one hundred thousand dollars, and he's saying, "I can start a new business with that." You know, one hundred thousand. And most of them, that preacher is not worth it. One hundred thousand. No, 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 no. It's the same. If you can pay it now, you see, God is looking to the heart. He knows your heart. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat. But once you are not willing, you may be willing and uh, unwilling and willing. God knows uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And he says, that man should not think he'll receive anything from God. 
you stay steady. I'm going to sow. If he kills me, I'll give to God what is his portion. When God has tested you, you see, everything that you do in life, you know how college life is, you don't go to the next grade until you've taken the test. Right? And if you fail the test, guess what? You stay where you were. You're not going up if you fail the test. You see, God also has tests for us. He'll put you through a test. And if you fail the test, you stay where you are. Have you read in Exodus? 40 years, they were taking the same tests and failing. Every year they fail, they go around again and come back. One year, fail away. Maybe we'll learn, they go back again. For 40 years, God will let you stay there. You have to pass the test. The test is in sowing. If you must receive from God, you have to mix your faith. Everything that I've told you this morning. Many Christians think, I'm going to believe that. And I'm going to just trust God for that. Well, give something first. What God wants is that God doesn't do anything in these days out of nothing. You have to give him something to work with. If you need mercy, give mercy, right? That's what it says. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You need a friend, try to be friendly. Okay? If you do that, you have more friends. If you don't try to be friendly, you're obnoxious all the time, they'll run away from you. What you give is what you, you get. What you sow is what you reap. There's a lie in the church, and, and you know, I heard it all my life, and I suffered out of it. They made us feel like if you ever give money to God and hope to receive something back from Him, that's not good. There's a song out now that says, we, it says, uh, it's you that we are seeking, we are not seeking your, your hand. I don't want blessing, I only want your, you. I, I don't like that song, I'm sorry. Because it's not true. Let God not bless them. They will be crying out for blessing the next day. You can't live without God's blessing. How can you live without God's blessing? The fact that you can breathe is God's blessing. So why are you saying uh, we don't need blessing? You're lying to yourself. God says I want to bless you and you're telling him I don't need blessing. What's that? And some people will quote a song to you. Well, this song said, I don't want to hear this song. Keep your song. Some songs contradict what God says. Did the word of, word of God not say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. <laughs> We're just blessing God. That's all you want. He says not to forget His blessings, right? All the benefits. Don't forget that also. Is that not what the Bible says? The Bible tells us that. So we must bless and believe God for the blessing we need to sow. The Bible tells us this in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Get this first part. While the earth remains... You need to get this part first. While the earth remains, as long as this earth is here, there will be seed time and harvest. There will be that. Always will be. 
You so love, you get love back. You know why your kids love you so much? Because you've shown, you've shown a lot of love in them. I was reading something about this father who won't spend time with the kid. You know the story. When the son says to do this, he says, son, you know, I'm busy. We will do it some other time. Now he got old. And then he needed his son to be by his side. The fact the son was saying, you know, I'm busy. I'm doing this. And I said, I'll see you some other time. And that's the way it is. What you sow is what you get. The lie that they gave to us is you can sow and not receive from the Lord. The Bible says, prove me now. Just prove me. If I will not. Well, if I'm proving you, am I not going to be watching to see what you do? So when you give, will the man go to a field and plant corn? And at the time, the harvest season, he says, I'm not worried, I'm not going to go reap. You're foolish. If you sow corn, you expect to reap corn, right? You go back to the field to look for your corn. For me, I will be back there almost every day to see whether the corn is really growing. And if I will have a harvest, how can you sow and then forget, uh, I'm not going to care about it, let it just go. And that's dumb. God didn't make us that way. So we have to believe God when we sow that he's coming back to us, according to the word of God. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat. We have cold, now we're getting cold to the time where we have cold. Now it's been very hot this summer. It will always be here. Winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. That's what God is saying you need to sow. And God will bless you. Many believers are afraid to sow. But Jesus made it very clear to us. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It abides alone. You have to determine whether what you have in your hand... What God has provided with you is for sowing or for you to eat. Because if you eat the seed that should go to the ground, you have no harvest. You have to determine that. There's got to be sowing and reaping. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1 makes it clear. It says, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Many days will go. How many of you have been casting bread in, on the water? Does that make sense? I mean, literally. If I see you by a stream throwing bread, I'll say, we need to pray for this brother. What are you doing? Is I'm casting bread in the waters. That's not what he's saying. Casting bread is so, and he's going to come back to you. We need to sow. I'm going to go back into this more next week, Sunday. But please stand up with me today. I want us this morning to dedicate our lives to the Lord. So when you believe a lie and you have been deceived, that thing will destroy you. You need to believe the truth. And every father or not knows, or every person or not knows, if you have a good father and your father is wealthy, his wealth will rub, rub on you and make things easy for you on earth. That's your natural father. 
Jesus said in his word, if you earthly fathers know how to do, give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father? I'm telling you today, as God's servant, God wants to bless you. And I'm saying financially, these are hard times. There is famine in the land. But we have a God that is greater than what's happening today. And it's not depending on what you can do. He can bless you. Put his principles into practice and see what God will do in your life. Amen? Amen. Now, I want you to dedicate your life to the Lord today. Be in agreement with God to receive wealth from him. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can dedicate your life to him this morning. To enter into this blessing that we're talking about. Would you bow your head with me? You can make that decision. I want to be blessed while I live on this earth. I want to be blessed. And if you don't know Jesus, you, can, you have no part in what we're speaking of. But if you know him, then you are part of this blessing. If you don't know him today and you say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I want to be a part of this kingdom of God. I want to love God. I want to receive everything that he has in store for me. And that's you today. Just put your hand up quickly and put it back down. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Just put your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you doing that. Anybody else? Now, if you want to, you know you are a believer, but there are things in your life that's making it difficult for you to believe God for your future. And you want God, you want to give everything to God today. I'm not holding back anymore. That's what you're saying. The Lord God will see you this morning and he's going to bless you for that. Why don't you honor him and tell him, God, I'm making a, a bad turn. I'm coming to you today with everything. I'm not holding back. Would you put your hand up? Put your hand. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's wonderful. And the Lord has acknowledged that. But I'm going to go further. And this is also important to me. If you lived and it seems like all oh, is being just hard, you can't, you cannot, you've struggled, you've worked, but it doesn't seem to come together. And you need God's blessings, financial blessings this morning, very clear. That's what you need. You need a miracle. Put your hand up, please. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. I need every one of you to please come up here and join me here. I'm here with you because I need financial blessings in my life. Everyone who needs that great blessing, join me here. Join me here. Including those that put up their hands to receive Christ, to dedicate. Please join me here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't be ashamed. Come on. Come on. Come here. Come on. Thank you. Come here, young woman. Appreciate you. Turning your life over. I'm going to let my wife minister to you. To pray for you. Come on. Thank you for turning your life over to the Lord. See, let me tell you this. For me and my family, my wife knows this. I God. I trust him with all of my heart. I'm not perfect, but I know that there is a God. And I, when I represent him and I'm speaking his word, he watches. He's going to confirm it. He will. And I want every one of you to come today in faith. Expect a great miracle. I have believed God for millionaires in our church, and I will have it. 
<laughs> I won't die till I see millionaires in our church for the work of God. Not to brag on this, but to do God's work. We're not planning church in England. We're selling Pastor Al over there. Amen. But God is going to do it for us. God is going to do it. The thing that I'm asking you this morning as you come here, first thing that you must let go, fear. Please let go of your fear. Don't entertain fear. Decide in your heart, from this day, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I'm going to trust God for my future. No matter what's going on. Say to yourself constantly, my God is going to give me that future. Even if it seems like he's going the other way today. Which the enemy likes to do. To put you to the side so you won't go with it. Don't look at the things you can see. Believe in him. And by his mercy, I'm going to pray a blessing upon your life. And I believe God that that will be exactly according to our prayer this morning. Because he said, ask and you will receive. Amen. I'm going to let you pray a prayer from the word of God. But I want to bless you in his name. I believe this word. Jesus said when you go into a home, he says, bless the home. Say, peace be unto this home. And he says, if the man of peace is in that home, the pe- your peace will rest upon that home. That's me. That's you. And I believe it with all of my heart. If they receive it, they have peace. And he says, if they don't receive it, the peace will come back to me. Amen. But I bless you in his name today as his servant. And his blessings will come upon your life. He cannot lie. His peace will come upon your life. His shalom, prosperity will come upon your life. But if you don't receive it, you bless me even more. <laughs> but that's not going to be the case. You will receive because you are up here. Amen? So I'm going to bless you in his name. God, may your goodness and your mercy rest upon your people. May they receive plenty from you. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for their bank accounts. I pray for their investments. I pray for inspired ideas to come upon them. That is your will. Your word says you give us the power to get wealth. That you might establish your covenant with us. I speak your blessings upon their lives. I speak your blessings upon their children. I speak your blessings upon their families. In the name of Jesus, nothing evil will come upon them. In Jesus' name, let this be established in heaven. And I seal it with the blood of Jesus today in your name. Thank you, Lord. They are blessed to be a blessing. They are blessed to be a blessing. To give to your work freely. According to your word. In Jesus name. And God's people said. Amen. Amen. I'd like you to say this prayer after me. And say it. Let it come from the inside of you. Mean it with all of your heart. It's God that is going to make it happen. You can't make it happen. God can open one door for you. Just one door. Just one door. And everything about your life will change. You've been working and scratching all along. And then God opens this one single door. And now you sit in your home and money comes to visit with you. (laughs) Amen. Now read with me and pray this to the Lord, okay? Oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance. And my cup. 
you maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. You are blessed. God bless you. You're dismissed. Amen.